Hey, what up, Long Beach? Hope you and yours are healthy and happy. We're back with another episode of the LB Fee Show. As always, this bi-weekly conversation about Long Beach State Athletics is hosted by the 562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler. And across the Zoomiverse, he's Mike Garabasio. Uh, I'm still not quite used to recording, not face-to-face. I'm looking at everyone face-to-face, but their faces are about an inch and a half tall at the top of my Zoom window. Uh, We are joined, uh, as always, by Long Beach State Athletic Director Andy Fee. Andy, uh, welcome to the show. And everyone, uh, we're going to be joined by Gavin Arroyo, newly minted Hall of Famer and uh, Long Beach State water polo coach in uh, in just a minute. But Andy, how you doing, man? How you holding up? I'm, I'm doing well, you know, live in the virtual world here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little, little extra baggage, you know, when you're sitting with a Hall of Famer like Coach Arroyo right now. I'm not even sure <laughs> how I'm even on this, on this, uh, this show. I mean, I'm, I, I, mean I'll, I guess I'm a coffee, go get coffee, kind of be a gopher, whatever you guys need. I may as well introduce Coach Gavin Arroyo. Uh, Gavin, defend yourself. <laughs> Uh, Andy, you, you're more than welcome anytime to uh, share a podcast with me. <laughs> uh, I, w- I will say Gavin's got everyone beat on the on the credentials right now, but uh, Andy is winning the battle of the Zoom backgrounds. He's through a couple. He had Blair Field up there, uh, Bold Diamond at Blair Field, which made me a little bit misty-eyed, and now we're looking at the uh, the Sublime Mural uh, down in Belmont Shore, so I appreciate that. It's better than me and JJ uh, just looking here at the – you know, our bedrooms or whatever. <laughs> that sublime murals down the street from my house. I had to do a double take and thought I could go down the street and actually see Andy from a distance. <laughs> right, oh. right, right in front of it. Well, that's the scary part. You know, we've been, we've been talking about, uh, this is my, uh, my third Zoom call of the day. And I think I've got six total. So I've, uh, you know, I, at one point I felt I was really good with kind of technology. Then I realized I wasn't. And like, now I've got this false sense of like, I really know what I'm doing with technology because I can put like a zoom background up, but. Yeah, it's, you're ahead. You're ahead out, the they curve. change it. As soon as you figure it out, they change it though, Andy. So stay, stay loose. I heard you have a pretty important zoom call tonight. You guys are doing the state of the department at 5.30 PM tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday. You excited for that? What are you guys going to be talking about? Yeah, so this is an opportunity. Uh, you know, we have the the coaches in coffee, um, Coach Knipe, and I believe Eric Valenzuela. Um, we're going to continue that moving forward with 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 coaches. I may have missed a coach or two in there, but um, we're we're going to continue to look for ways to engage our fans. I mean, obviously, we we can't be um, you know at, at the pool watching Gavin's team play or um, you know watching uh, Allen's team play, but what we can do is um, gather in a virtual world. And so tonight is uh, more just to, you know, give a fly overview of what's going on and, and how we're, you know, going through the transitions for, for fans out there who um, might find that to be interesting, uh, you know, Zoom calls and, and all these other things. And, and, and also just kind of go over some of the things uh, we talked about on the last podcast with transfer um, waivers and, you know, lots of news around the extra year of eligibility. So, um, kind of the first um, in uh, what is probably going to be a, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm top of my head, I'm, I'm kind of thinking once a month in terms of um, from me sitting down in the virtual world, but hopefully just an opportunity for people to get together and uh, celebrate the beach. So for people who want to hop in on that, uh, you guys aren't uh, necessarily posting the link out there for, uh, for all of Long Beach's amateur hackers to get their hands on. But um, I believe producer Roger said, if people want to DM the L- at LBSU athletics um, Twitter account, they'll get you that zoom link. So you can tune in 
at 5.30 p.m. tonight. That's Tuesday, April 14th. I'm personally doing a lot of checking the calendar to make sure I keep my days straight. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So let's go ahead and bring in uh, Coach Gavin Arroyo. Uh, Gavin, are, are you also kind of just floating in space right now, or are you as busy as ever and, and able to stay organized? I think it's about just a gathering Zoom Zoom meeting at this point. I think, uh, you know, obviously a couple couple irons in the fire with USA and Long Beach and and then strength training and this and that. And so everyone's, everyone's doing the zoom and you have to kind of try to throw them all in one basket. So to figure yeah, out what it's going to be like. We, we have, we have to shout out the, uh, the induction into the USA water polo hall of fame here at the top. Um, a three-time champ at Cal eight years on the men's national team, two Olympic appearances, seven year pro career, more than 10 years coaching in USA water polo. So pretty deserved. What was your first reaction when you got the news that you were going to be inducted into the 36th class? Um, well, a, friend, a colleague of mine asked for my, my resume. Um, so I knew some people were trying to advocate for me early on. Um, so I did have a little bit of a heads up. So it wasn't a full, uh, you know, Oscar moment, but um, uh, you know, it's just gratitude. I'm, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. I've been involved with USA water polo on and off for, for a long time you know, as a player, as a coach. So, um, you know, it's an organization that I, that, I, that I truly love and I obviously love the sport. So it's, 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 it's an honor to be recognized by, by, that, by that organization. So. Um, you're someone who does not necessarily enjoy talking about himself. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I imagine, you, you know, you, go, you get inducted into a Hall of Fame. Uh, a lot of people are asking you to do that. Are, are you sort of... Uh, uncomfortable with it or are you enjoying the fact that you know you're getting some recognition for for what you've accomplished so far in the sport well i think a couple of things come to mind it's either am i am i really that old or uh <laughs> is, is it just my time or you know a lot of things are kind of floating around um i i still feel like i i have got some years under my belt so i'm, I'm not ready to start thinking about that kind of stuff but um you know, our, our sport's relatively small and, there, and there's a, you know, even internationally and uh, just kind of getting some notoriety from, from the colleagues. It's, I didn't, I mean, for me, it's, it's okay. It's a big deal, but I, it became a bigger deal when I got all the texts and the emails and all the, all the nice uh, congratulatory um, comments. So um, I think that kind of made it a little bit more real in kind of a strange millennial way. Um, if it exists on Twitter and uh, online, then it's, it's got to be a big deal. So right. Well, that's that's when we know you're not, also a player, not just a coach. Is that you're uh, you're relying on your peers to, to make sure need that virtual validation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of being a coach, one of the reasons why you are being inducted in the Hall of Fame is because of those uh, decade plus uh, experience as a coach with the USA Water Polo Team. But now. With the announcement of the Olympics being postponed this summer, but more, what does that mean for you? But what does that mean for the water polo world in general? You know, I think it's going to affect everybody a little bit differently. Um, you know, teams that are coming in, maybe thinking that they're the favorites and or have older teams or thinking, oh, gosh, uh, you know, another year. Or, you know, if teams are, are uh, if their average age is a little bit older, then I think it might be a little bit of a drag for them. Um, but I think for younger programs, younger teams like ourselves in Spain, I think it's, uh, it's like, great. We have another year to, you know, get some experience under these younger guys' belts and um, actually improves our chances and, and try to narrow the gap to some of the veteran uh, programs in the world. Um, 
uh, for us, it's always about time. It's always been a race against time for the, for the U.S. program, try to catch up to the, the systems that the Euros uh, operate under. So I, it's great. I mean, it, it, you know, it's hard because you had your mind set on this summer, but the more, the more it kind of sits in is it's, you know, it's let's just get back to going so we can steal some time. So. Yeah, I, I was kind of, um, I, I was uh, texting back and forth with Tony Azevedo a little bit, kind of laughing about, you mentioned the older teams. I told him, you know, that 2012 USA team, if they'd moved that to 2013, they might have lost like half of you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was such an old yeah. team. Um, and you mentioned it, USA is a little bit younger this year. Um, obviously, no one's happy about the fact that we're all living uh, the way we're living right now. But do you feel like that can be kind of an advantage for, you know, a younger national team like you guys? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really think it does. I mean, obviously the, the proof will happen next uh, summer, but um, I really like our group and the way things are, have been moving. I just think it's, you know, a couple more months of getting physically and mentally um, a little bit more seasoned. And uh, so, but then again, no one's able really to train. I think, I think Kazakhstan is the only country that was sequestered by their federation for a month um, training with, you know, walking to the pool, walking to the dorms, hotel, whatever. And so that's what we all should have done. Yeah. We should have just yeah. been like <laughs> Kazakhstani water polo. Yeah. W-W-K-W-P. Uh, oh, if Colorado Springs didn't close, we, we might have been there. So <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. You could have got stuck, not sequestered. Uh, spe- oh, speaking ahead, of players, yeah, speaking of players, um, you know, when you're communicating with players from the Olympic, with involving the Olympics, that's different, right? But are you talking and communicating with your players from Long Beach State? And if so, what are you telling them? Um, you know, we're trying to I, – I, I do think there's a fine line in between, um, okay, you know, no, their normal lives are, are crazy when we're at the pool and at school and doing all those things. But now all of a sudden you shift to this, okay, you're at home, and it's how many Zoom meetings do I have today? I think there, I think there's a balance in I mean what what are you really trying to get out of your meeting or what are you really trying to do I mean, how much can we do from afar I mean we have them doing uh, you know strength stuff with uh, with our strength department I know they have their virtual classes um, I think on some levels it's okay to I mean we want to give them some direction we want to give them some structure and we're going to do a video meeting on Thursday um, but sometimes it's okay to just kind of let them be a little bit. Um, because, I mean, our job is in the water. We, we, we gain the most from being in the water. And, I mean, there's things, auxiliary things we can do. We can get smarter. We can do those things. But I also think um, it can be overkill. Um, I think it's, we've gotten to the point now where most of us have kind of adapted to this new reality that we have. Um, and I think initially we needed that process to take place. We needed to just – we don't know. I mean, nobody knows what, what's really going on. So there's so many other um, – you know, other questions going on in everyone's reality that, that maybe it's okay to, hey, you guys just make sure you're taking care of your academics. We are staying on top of that. Um, but from a water polo standpoint, we're, we're going to check in from time to time. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to overkill him right now with just to say we, we met, you know. So. Um, you mentioned, I mean, the, the best thing, obviously, for your sport is being in the pool. Uh, I feel like if you're a cross-country athlete or even if you're, say, a basketball player, right, there's a lot of stuff you can do 
to mimic the kinds of workouts you'd be doing in a practice anyways, I'm sure that like most of your, most of the college student athletes at Long Beach State don't like own a house with a pool, right? So, <laughs> you know, what are, what are they able to do? Or, I mean, it seems like you guys kind of have one of the sports that's sort of uniquely challenged by this and that like, it's the equivalent of not being able to like pick up a baseball or whatever, right? I mean, they're just completely separated in many ways from what they'd normally be doing. Yeah, and it's funny because I've been thinking about uh, my boss a little bit lately because I know he's an avid runner and um, I got this iRunner uh, app and I've been trying to run because I don't have kettlebells in my kettlebells bells in my house and or how are your knees doing, Gavin? <laughs> yeah, no, it's more my my than my ankles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my technique, is, I'm sure, is atrocious. I'm so I'm just pounding away out there, but um, I'm definitely going slow. Um, but I'm trying to get some miles in and. I kind of threw the challenge up to our guys on, you know, running is great for, for us too. I mean, we got to keep the weight off. Legs are a big deal in our sport. Egg beater is a huge deal in our sport. So um, biking and uh, running and those kinds of things is, is, is all, is all a plus. Um, if they're lifting two days a week, auxiliary without weights. And I mean, there's, that, that's, that's a maintenance kind of periodization. Um, we had one of our guys, uh, he texted out or tweeted out, um, he went to Home Depot and just, you know, duct taped some weights to a PVC. I don't know what it was, some some jalopy that, uh, you know, he grouped me out. So I mean, they're, they're. I think they're still wrong. wrong. Yeah. 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 Every, everybody's doing prison workouts right now. It's definitely uh, a very creative time. But so, Gavin, basically, your message to your guys was keep checking in, you know. But you're like, stay stay academically eligible and keep your legs strong is essentially the goal for the quarantine for you guys. Well, eligibility is a bit of a low level for the bar that I know Andy set for us. Um, we, we, we are trying to, um, I mean, like any situation, this could be a great situation where, you know, maybe professors are a little bit in limbo and not quite sure how to grade these things. Here, here's a great opportunity for us to, to get that team GPA as high as we can. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of the message and focus we've been staying on uh, during this time. Gavin, you just mentioned egg beater, and I, uh, I said I wanted to talk about this. I've had multiple youth water polo parents ask me at, uh, at events, high school events, about the future of the egg beater, kind of paralleling the use of the curveball in Little League Baseball, where coaches and parents won't allow the kids to throw the curve until their arm is strong enough or they're old enough. And some of the parents were concerned about the health of the hips and the lower body if kids were asked to egg beater, which if uh, those of you out there are just regular sports fans and don't know about water polo, that's how water polo players are able to stay above the water is by rotating their legs and kicking them like an egg beater. So have you heard that? Are you at all concerned with the future of the egg beater? Or do you just think that's the next version of parents being overconcerned? Um, hmm. I, well, I think because we're in water, I mean, there's some, there, there's obviously some resistance, but I, I don't think the level, I mean, if you're seeing, you know, age group kids doing, um, you know, heavy balls and things like that, that might be a little bit um, egregious, but you know, the actual motion, I think is pretty safe. And I think like anything, as you go through your career, you, it's all about maintenance and strengthening the, um, the, the yang, right? So we're in, we're yin all the time you know, your rotator cuff, you're, you're doing, you're strengthening the other side and you're doing your band work or you're, you're moving the weighted PVC mm -hmm. thing. I mean, it's all, it's all about maintenance. So, I mean, if you're doing one motion for so long, of course, you're going to start getting tendonitis and things like that. But 
like anything, I think a good age group coach is probably going to spend some time stretching, probably do some interior exterior on those hips and, and let the natural growth uh, take place as they strengthen themselves. So, it, it's the, uh, yeah, the analogy to me is like, and as a, uh, as a failed high school water polo player, I, I feel like I'm also an authority on this, you know, uh, the analogy to me is not the curveball. It's like playing catch. You know what I mean? It's like the egg beater is such a central thing to the sport. Uh, I, I don't, I don't even know what you would try and like, if you're not throwing the curveball, you're throwing a fastball, right? But if you're not egg beatering, you're sinking in the water. Yeah. <laughs> a, you're right. Right. It's like, it's like throwing a weighted hezzy uh, shot. It would be the comparison, right? I mean, the egg beater right. is walking to the mound. So right. <laughs> <laughs> don't walk to the mound. You got to crawl. And then when you right. get there, that would be interesting. I would watch that. I think baseball would actually get more fans if that were the thing. Hey, El Ocho is going to be pumping here. <laughs> I did. I did want to. I did want to throw one thing out there though, because you know, JJ and I as sports writers, we're sort of always hearing these different parent concerns, like you mentioned, and it is an interesting thing. Um, we've sort of shared this joke with uh, with Rich Foster and some of the other older water polo guys in Long Beach a few times that like be careful what you wish for with expanding your sport sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> because in Long Beach, there's such a tradition where no one whose grandpa played water polo at Wilson is going to, their parents aren't going to be complaining about the egg beater, right? Like they've been doing the same training in Long Beach in the same canal since 1910 or whatever. But right. you start expanding the sport the way water polo is right now. And you can have people as they're sort of new to the sport start to be alarmed by stuff that would like never occur to people who grew up uh, in system. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I, I, are, are we operate? I mean, we're in the sports world. Are we going to op operate under the auspice that no one's ever going to complain about anything? So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or a repeated motion over and over again in any sport isn't going to then cause problems down the road. Right. 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 I think we should be talking uh, about right. boring content with baldness. I think we should be talking about lower back pain. I think we should be talking about a lot of things, but leave the egg beater alone. Okay. This is true. This That's is true. Deal. All right, let's say uh, didn't, didn't, some... it didn't occur to me to blame baldness on the chlorine, JJ. That's my new that's my new yeah, see that's my new tactic here, coach. That's... Uh, for those of you not watching at home, they're showing their power alleys right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's do some fun questions. Um, we'll do a little rapid fire here, coach. If you were stuck on a desert island and you had to have one song playing on repeat over and over and over again on a loudspeaker on this island. What song would you choose? Because it comes down to, do you want a long song so you don't have to hear it as much? Do you want a song without lyrics so you don't have to listen to the lyrics? Do you want something that you like or something that you've never heard of so you don't get sick of it? Well, I think the length is important because um, obviously if it's forever on a desert island, right? It can't be a two minute uh, or Green Day song, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's got to probably be um, maybe something even classical or uh, yes miles davis bitches brew on repeat you know that's a great call i'm going uh i'm going box fifth <laughs> totally agree because it's long and it has no words yeah yeah i'm go right i've got cannonball adderley like just give me some good like saxophone <laughs> hard bop jazz uh that doesn't repeat more than once every half hour you know <laughs> yeah exactly um, okay, here's a good one. This is a two-part question. If you had the choice, would you rather f be, have the ability to fly or have the ability to be invisible? Ooh, man. Wow. How fast can he fly? Is he flying at walking yeah. speed or is he able to fly like the speed of a jet? 
if I can fly, fly, that would be uh, a best like case. Superman? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So fly like Superman. The second part of that question is if you choose fly, the government knows you're flying. Does your answer change? <laughs> they already know everything anyway. That's, I, was about, I was about to say, they, yeah. They, right. They'd already know that. My, my, my only worry would be about capture and testing, you know? <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Give, give me invisible if the government knows I'm flying. I don't want any part of that. I've, I've seen that Superman, okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm Wonder Woman's jet. That's what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, how about this one? What's something you thought was really cool when you were younger, but now you realize it wasn't cool at all? Um, hydrogen peroxide for your hair. Yes. <laughs> a, friend of ours, a friend of ours daughter just did that. She's like, oh, I did sun in. I'm like, what? Is this 1987? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns it orange. Guys, it turns it orange. That's a good one. That's a good one. How about uh, what, what do you listen to when you work out? Are you a music guy or a podcast guy? um music i've been doing um just pavement radio or the new tool album inoculum oh coach you are speaking my language yeah, i went, I to, wanna, the, I, I went I wanna, to the tool concert in uh in october at staples center it was a religious experience you know kyle seamer was there by the way oh really mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> gavin i want to salute your commitment to really being from the time and place that you're from Thank you. He's Paris. Um, All right. How about this one? Uh, If you could get advice from one historical figure, alive or dead, who would it be and what would you ask him? Oh, wow. Wow. Good Um, question, JJ. Oh, thank you. I want to hear Andy's answer to this question, too. (laughs) It's going to be Winston Churchill, and it's going to be how to navigate through uh, Neville Neville Chamberlain and Lord Halifax's political... uh, uh divisiveness if you will that's a deep cut coach nice (laughs) it's pretty interesting stuff so i was gonna i I was gonna ask uh socrates how to handle these zoom calls you know (laughs) (laughs) just go to the oracle man yeah that's right (laughs) how about uh, how about you andy what do you got uh you know i did uh you know i'm a big winston churchill fan and uh so that that came to mind just uh because that's so uh, funny he he has a brilliant brilliant mindset and, and what he was able to do. I'm going to go kind of a little uh, bizarre on this one. I'm going to say Mr. Rogers right now. Ooh, he's, a little, dang. He's, a little, he's a little Mr. Rogers right now in the world, right? I mean, I think uh, always you know, perspective and, 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 and mindset, uh, I'd go with Mr. Rogers right now. That's a good cut. Dang. That's a really good one. Wow. Well done, guys. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's do one. Yeah, well, let's do one last one. What's your all-time favorite cartoon? Ooh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's tough because you immediately think kid stuff, but there's other cartoons out there. That's true. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll let Coach think. I, I'd go with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mystery Machine, I mean. <laughs> Can I just say it's better? Yeah, can I just say it's a it's a weird thing with Scooby Doo that like of all of the products of the '60s to still be relevant today, but like my kids think Scooby Doo is made for them. You know yeah. what I mean? And they still make new Scooby Doo cartoons. I'm like, this is such a weirdly specific concept <laughs> from the '60s, but for them, it's just like, yep, this is the, the greatest thing in the world. Scooby Doo just was the first true crime cartoon. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Netflix is going to do a documentary on it pretty soon. Don't worry about it. What, what about you, Coach? What's your favorite cartoon? 
you know, I, I try to think of like early days with Popeye on Sunday morning, yes. right? Um, Goon Island, right? Um, <laughs> nice. Then I went to like the Smurfs and then we went to the College of the Simpsons, right? So, you know, when you say cartoons, right? That, that kind of flipped it on its head with... Uh, yeah, you were you were in college for like the Simpsons, like right when it was uh, starting getting like excellent, right? I mean, you had the, you were at the right time. We had to decide between the Simpsons or Seinfeld because they were on at the same time. Oof. So you're like, couldn't do it. And you know, Not we had me. panels back then. It was like you did. That was it. it was like, <laughs> Old school. And the televisions were square. Yes. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> Um, well, I don't, I don't know if we want to like have you leave coach. We're having too much fun. So why don't you just hang out uh, as we wrap this show up? Um, Andy, um, you, you were mentioning earlier that you're doing the state of the department. And, uh, and I kind of wanted to ask, because you said you were going to talk about the, uh, the eligibility relief for spring student athletes. Is that going to come up a lot more coming up here pretty soon? Do you have more information on that that you can share? Or is that kind of just a wait and see thing at this point? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got more information. We've got more numbers. You know, for us, as of this morning, I think we were looking at somewhere around 33 student-athletes that, that are interested in, in, in coming back for that additional year. Um, you know, and that's, and that's a great thing in one way because, you know, you, you want people to have their senior year and, and be prepared to have their senior year and know that it's coming to an end in, in some capacity. Um, but on the other side is, you know, uh, you know, poor me, but it's figuring out the financial side of it because uh, we, we can, uh, the NCAA, I've talked about this a little bit, but the NCAA kind of kicked the, kicked the can down the road to the institutions. And so um, the student athletes can come back and uh, the institution can award the same amount of aid as they got the previous year. Um, for us, if we were to award, if, if, 30, if those 33 came back, I want to say we're a little bit uh, north of 250000 additional dollars on top of our already existing scholarship allocations. So uh, it becomes a little bit of a challenge. You know, some schools have already gone on record saying that they're not even going to have seniors back. I think um, without a definitive final answer, we, we would like to offer um, those, those seniors to come back. I think, especially for this group, um, you know, the, the ability to have that, that closure, so to speak, to, to a career, at least a collegiate career. Um, you know, the relief also goes down um, the pipeline though to freshmen, sophomores and juniors as well. Now, those are some issues that, that will, will come through, um, not today, but um, it does create some challenges. But in, in some ways, you know, my, my heart um, definitely is happy for seniors to be able to, to kind of put closure on a collegiate career. So once again, that's the state of the department tonight. That is Tuesday night. You can uh, direct message the Long Beach State Athletics Twitter account, and they will send you that link. Now, before we get out of here, uh, we do our recommendation. We're all stuck at home. We're all quarantining. We're all being safe. So we're going to give you guys a recommendation of something you can do while you're at home. Coach Royal, why don't you get in on this as well? Mike, let's start with you. What do you got as a recommendation? Uh, if you are like me and you're stuck at home with kids, uh, I recommend uh, The Last Kids on Earth. It was like a, it's like a middle school age book, but I've been reading it with my son who's a first grader. 
It's about a, a much more exciting apocalypse in this one with zombies and monsters and stuff. And there's like these four, you know, 12 year old kids that are like going around, you know, killing monsters and stuff like that. But he, he's loving it. We're good, ni- good nighttime stuff, right? Right before bed. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a, yeah. He's no, it, it's definitely for 12 year olds. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's been, he's been good with it. They don't sleep generally right now because they're not burning the 10,000 calories that they need to is our problem. Like you got to send them running with Gavin, dude. Dude, we've literally taken to just opening the back door and kicking him out and being like, just run around until you can't stand up anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I've, I've got a recommendation for something to watch. It's on Netflix. It's a very short documentary. It's about 30 to 40 minutes long. It's called The Long Shot. Basically, uh, a guy going to a Dodger game saved his life and kept him out of jail. It's kind of mm-hmm. old and I missed it, but it uh, – combined my wife's love for true crime stuff and my love for the Dodgers. So it was an incredibly enjoyable watch. And two it's got a you're twist. Both missing, two things you're both missing Oof. desperately right now. Tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> it's, got a, uh, it's got a cool twist that involves a television show that you do not see coming. Uh, so check it out. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Andy, what do you got? Uh, a little bit, uh, not a not a not a uh, a podcast or a documentary per se, but you know what I've been actually doing, and again, this goes back to maybe it's thematic right now. You know, I got Mr. Rogers reference a little earlier. Um, kind of going with the pick me up stuff. So I've been kind of going back onto YouTube, and um, I love comedy, and um, I've been able to see uh, live some really great comics. Um, not as not as much as I would like to. But I've been going back and looking at some of the greats, the Robin Williams, Richard Pryor's, um, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and watching their comedy routines. And, um, you know, it uh, puts a smile on my face, makes me chuckle a little bit, kind of puts things into perspective again, you know, um, not, not to get heavy or deep, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm giving a state of the department and, and that's, you know, very important. Um, in terms of professionally what's going on in, in all our lives, coaches' life, my life, and, and our student athletes' lives. But at the same time, um, a lot of reflection. I mean, I've had time to, to, to think about things. I saw um, Frank Martin, the basketball coach at South Carolina, and he, he was really what I felt really open and almost brutally honest when he made a comment. Uh, someone had asked him about um, the, the quarantine and maybe what he's learned from the quarantine. And, he said he actually didn't realize how disconnected he was from, from his kids. And, um, you know, Nicole and I, we have a four-legged kid, so it's not exactly the same thing. <laughs> but what I mean by that is it's, it's really been an opportunity to spend time with the ones you love. And, and uh, you know, I'm lucky I get to hang out with uh, my wife, Nicole, and, and laugh and chuckle. And, um, you know, in, in one way, it's, it's obviously terrible, terrible um, societal issue we're going through with the pandemic but it's been it's been really great just to in the simple things of life um to enjoy so that's what uh that's my recommendation is kind of just uh find those little things and um embrace them i just want to uh, jump in real quick because i i think that's such a perfect thing we have a story going up later today uh at the 562 um misty may trainer long beach state great perhaps the the you know the single greatest uh, uh maybe the goat at, at long beach state um just stepped down from coaching she'd been at lbcc running their uh, volleyball programs uh indoor and on the beach for the last four years and she just stepped away 
And I heard, uh, I think literally they announced her resignation a couple of days ago, but I talked to her yesterday and she said, you know, she'd been hearing from people who are sort of assuming, oh, are you going to take the USC job or, you, you know, are you trying to <laughs> angle for, the, for a beach job at Long Beach State or something? She said, no, I just want to be able to go camping with my kids. You know, I, like I worked to get to a point in my life where I should be able to do that and I haven't been able to do it ever, you know. Yeah. And, and she, she said the exact same thing you did, Andy, uh, and that Coach Martin did. She said, you know, I'm not going to say that the quarantine was a wake up or that I'm happy it happened, but it's definitely been really reaffirming for me that the time with my family is like something that I was really missing out on, you know, and, and kind of desperately needed. So, yeah. Yeah, it's that old cliche, everything happens for a reason. I, I like to think of it as everything happens, make a good reason for it, even if it's one of the worst things ever. Um, <laughs> Gavin, how are you doing at home? What are you up to? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Misty, you know, tapped into something. I think that we're all at some point going to figure out that we're just on the go and we have these ideas of chasing uh, dreams of winning and chasing dreams of national championships. And those are good things. Um, but sometimes perspective, well, it's always a good thing. Um, you know, just the neglect, I, whether it's stuff around the house or time with your children or areas of your life that you've neglected that at least for maybe two or three weeks you can really focus on. Um, and that can recharge those batteries for when you go back to hopping on the, the quest for national championships and um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so I think it's, at least for me right now, about you know, 14, 15 years into doing this, it's, you, you don't stop. And Andy knows this too, you know, in our, in our, in your guys, our, our, our industries, you don't stop. So let's take a breath. You know, and, and then we're, when we come back, we're going to be so much better and we're going to be so much more efficient and we're going to be just, I think, better humans. So, yeah, uh, well sure. said. I'm getting, getting yeah, from this. This is, a, this is a free pick me up podcast, everybody. You're, you're getting this for free. <laughs> it's brought to you by Long Beach State Athletics and the562.org, making you feel good as much as possible in these crazy times. Mike mentioned it earlier. We've got coverage of pretty much everything going on from the LBUSD. Long Beach State, CIF, available at the562.org right now. So get on there. This isn't the only podcast we record. We've also got some other multimedia stuff available at the website. So check that out. Obviously, huge thank you to Gavin Arroyo for taking the time and being on the show. Thank you so much, Coach, and congratulations on the Hall of Fame induction. Thank, thanks, you guys, for, for, for noticing. Absolutely. Producer Roger putting the thing together, Andy Fee. It's his show, so he's got to be here. Thank you so much, you guys. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who helps put together the websites and everybody at the department there at Long Beach State. Good luck. Everybody stay safe. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon, Long Beach.